Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Hello and welcome to episode 116 of Smart Enough to Know Better. I'm Dan Beeston. Greg is, of course, over in Perth, but... He was in town to do an interview with the amazing Cassandra Perriman. You'll recognise Cassandra's voice from when she helped us out at Woodford a couple of times. She's going to be talking about drugs and addiction. And so I thought it would be only pleasant to come out here into the wilderness and just chill out. Just take a couple of deep breaths and then relax into the horrifying world of addiction. See you on the flip side. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Cassandra Perryman of the University of Queensland. Woo! Today, we're... Woohoo indeed. Woohoo indeed. <laughs> One up for big... Woo and who? A big call out to all the, uh, all the UQ people. Well done, you guys. And all the owls. And all the owls. Woohoo. 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 Right. So we are here today to talk about something that's very close to everyone's heart. And that is addiction. Yes, addiction. So addiction. Do you have an addiction, Gregoire? Do I have an addiction. I, only to the production of excellent podcasts, Dan. Oh, nice. Thank you. Oh, that's yeah. very well done. Thank you. And making our, oh. our interviewees feel comfortable and open to being interviewed. Well, well played, well played. As I am, I am currently so professional as to be in my pajamas. I am in fact very comfortable. Thank you. No problem. That's why I sent you some pajamas to put on. I'm that it's kind perfect. of. Yeah. See the Me too. And I sleep in the nude. <laughs> I'm surprised you got my size. Well done. No, I'm, I'm a I'm... bit tall. You know, good job. Good job. Love the stripes. He's been watching you sleep for a while. So <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm okay with that. You know? <laughs> anyway. It's a fine line between creepy and stalker. It's true. It's, and stalker, it's, and I, right? I know. Now people may recognize. No, no. There's no, no, no line no, between no. those two at all. <laughs> it's a fine line. That's what I said. Fine. Very it's fine. Very fine. It's a very legal blue line. You're going to get a job. <laughs> That's right. Now, people may remember Dr. Cassandra Perriman's voice from the Woodford episodes over the Christmas break. Uh, Dr. Perriman very happily came, or very nicely, I shouldn't say happily, I don't know if you're happy, uh, very nicely came and uh, talked to us about all sorts of sciencey stuff and was a very harsh judge to crazy people, so that was good. Thank you much for that. It, it, well, yeah, that is, that is kind of my job in life, harsh judgment of crazy. So addiction, now with addiction, is it, uh, as a total layperson here, being mm-hmm. me, uh, in my mind they, there's two sorts of addiction. There's physical addiction, so some sort of chemical in your body and then psychological Correct. addictions. Is, Correct. Is that real? Kind of. Kind uh-huh. of real. The best uh, sort of answer. Yeah, that's where you get into the... I would love to say we completely know, but the reality is is that addiction is very complex. We don't know how to predict who's going to get addicted to something and who's not. We can't even mm. predict exactly what is addictive. Nobody would have thought that Internet could possibly be addictive. Mm. And the the rise of these things like the internet, where you're not actually intaking a substance, mm. gave way to the idea of that, that behavioral addiction. Now, where I say kind of is that something that you do over and over and over and over again mm. changes the pathways in your brain. So is it still then just a behavioral addiction when you've altered your brain so is it is that just a habit that's the question so if i go if i go every night i'm gonna go for a run after work i don't want to but it's healthy it's good for me i get into the habit i, I get into a routine of doing it correct is, is that an addiction or is that a I'm, habit 
No, we have to get past that. And this is where habit becomes dangerous. Ooh. That person who every day at five o'clock goes to the pub and has that single beer, but says, no, I'm not an alcoholic. Mm. Well, how Dan? can you tell the difference? <laughs> oh, Dan, Dan, do we need to talk? Here uh, we go. I, Are you ready? No, no. Alcoholics, alcoholics acknowledge they have a problem. I'm and a go drunk. To meetings. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Thank you. That's, I, I, I hold that in firm ground too. Yeah. So the, the big question <laughs> is then if they don't, make that five o'clock heading to the pub, Mm. do they feel a withdrawal? Do they feel Uh. a sense of discomfort? And is that five o'clock going to the pub somehow in another way impacting their life? Is there a family meeting they should be at? Is it time they're not spending with their children? Are they neglecting friends? Are they neglecting tasks they should do? So it needs to be a bit more serious than just, I have a compulsion to go for a run. Okay. So, but if after my, like, if I don't go for a run, I normally go, you fat, ugly slug of a man, you giant potato of a human being, you're a bad that's, person. That's naughty, but that's not addiction. That's okay. okay. That's, that's we, okay. We can talk that's about okay. that. That's a self-image issue, and you need to accept yourself as you are. Oh, thank you very much. But we're People love potatoes, Greg. <laughs> thank See, you. See, that's it. Yeah. We do love our potatoes. It's okay. Stop. Just Everyone like stop. I see people have to love string beans. <laughs> right. right? So, <laughs> I don't know if this is helping. This is not helping. <laughs> Just be healthy. Be I, healthy. Oh, I'll, I'll start doing that soon. But unlike potatoes, <laughs> I love your eyes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mark Wadney. So we're going to... Uh, that was a Martian. No, I got it. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah. I was yeah. just wondering why it would be funny. Yeah, oh, because I like you. Burn! But do you like him bruised? Ooh. Okay, it's getting weird now. Okay, so so, so, so a habit, so an addiction has to be beyond a habit, as if it impacts your life. If you go and do it, you're, you're giving things up. You're ruining something. Yes. Okay. So, yes, and that's that's where we go from use to abuse. Okay, so used to be. Now, I'd heard a story, and I, I think this is true, maybe it's apocryphal, that Dr. Freud, when he was sort of doing his crazy stuff, he actually gave mm-hmm. cocaine as a, a pick me up to, to sad people. Yes. Because when he took cocaine, oh, he didn't get addicted to it. Uh, so he okay. said it's good for Freud, everyone. Freud and his, his cocaine habits, actually, it's it's a really unnerving story. <laughs> um, I it, People think that, oh, psychology, you must know all about Freud. Now, Freud is psychotherapy. Right. But I happen to be fascinated with Freud because sometimes he was right and he was right. And sometimes he was really wrong. And his really wrongs are amazing. But with the cocaine, he actually had cancer in the roof of his mouth. And cocaine was used as a treatment for the cancer. And so he was applying cocaine physically to be absorbed through the roof of his mouth for a good portion of his life. Right. So (laughs) he was using it somewhat medicinally. Oh, I see. Right. But because he never actually tried to stop and it was just part of his normal daily accepted routine, Mm. can we classify him as addicted or not addicted? Yeah, okay. We don't we, we don't, don't know. know. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't know. So I don't know whether I'm addicted to brushing my teeth or not. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Um, but but it's it's in, but he wasn't the only one. And so when people say, "Oh, well Freud did this horrible thing." That was actually considered an antidepressant of the era. Right. Oh, okay. So that's that's, that's It wasn't just him. Just like laudanum became a, you know, a great relaxant. Woo! Yes. A little bit of opiates oh. help everyone. Everything was better in the past. Yeah. I tell you, it's like medicine was great. Everyone's like, got this thing, it's brilliant. We love it. And then and then they and then we'll they put just... it in every 
everything. Yeah, we'll put it in everything. Like, we'll put, oh, this stuff called radium, it gives people energy. We're going to put it in drinks and children's toys. That's right. Oh, it's going to be the, the best. power of the sun. Yeah, that's right. What can we just, hey, your kid needs more radium in their bones. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Yeah, exactly. We learned nothing from Marie Curie. That's, yes. that's all oh. there is to that. Well, that's, I always thought it was just their relationship that killed them. So that was my theory on that. So it was, it was like, it, was, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> toxic relationship no half lifelong partners that's yeah that's, that's terrible i shouldn't say that okay so if i take a substance if i took let's say cocaine we're on cocaine let's talk about cocaine it just does yeah, something if i take cocaine i could get addicted really quickly and my dan could take the same amount the same frequency and he might not get addicted as quickly oh, or, cool. or all right all. see ya <laughs> Let's let's go for this. Let's try. Yes, okay, you first. Experiment. So why why is that? Why is my? I mean, it's it's chemicals in a, in a brain. Why is it not going to work for everyone in the same way? It's. It's two factors. One is the chemicals in the brain, and the second is the brain structure, which comes out as personality. Mm-hmm. Some people do just have more addictive personalities. Oh, that's a thing. That's a real thing. Oh, absolutely. Oh. There's just there's a personality theory called Gray's Reinforcement Sensitivity Theory, and it's an organic-based personality system that shows that some people go towards exciting, new, adrenaline-based, and some people avoid. Hmm. Okay. And absolutely are more likely to chase, and some people are more likely not to chase. And if you are more likely to chase and you're impulsive, you're more likely to get addicted. Now, I say more likely because it's still not 100%. Okay. Some of it also is acceptability levels. So you could be a person who is absolutely a chaser and and absolutely impulsive, and instead you decide you are going to become a BMX biker. (laughs) Get addicted to to gleaming the cube. Exactly. So instead of the mess head... That's, You're the biker. That's oh, okay. So people. No. So is, is, are you implying then? It, it, was that? Did you just imply that someone who likes to go wingsuiting down a mountainside and go through tiny holes of rocks might the, have some issues? Are, are the same sort of people <laughs> who might take a lot of cocaine. Freud would have something to say yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> are, are they? Are, so do you think it's the same thing? It's like that rush. Instead of getting it from taking drugs, they get it from going down a mountainside, and therefore it's an addiction. It, it's it could be. For for a, a good majority, it's it's a good majority of people in that personality structure. It's it's an overlapping construct. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's. that's I, I thought they were terrible people, and now I know it's good. I, I, <laughs> Horrible. I, I, I can stand on the ground and just waggle my finger at them. Stop it, you junkie! Naughty, naughty, <laughs> meth will kill you slower. <laughs> that's, anyway. Yes. Well, it's it's not well. But it would be a more spectacular anyway. It's not the wingsuit that wingsuiting that kills you, of course. It's, it's the, the hitting, it's, the falling. It's, it's the bad wingsuit. Okay, so so now this may be just supposition now, but does that mean that evolutionary-wise, it's good to have some people who go towards the danger and some people who go away from it? Therefore, not not everyone's going to be there to get killed. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) And some people are going to push boundaries farther and push Mm. their bodies farther. So evolutionarily speaking, yes, these differences in personality construct are very advantageous. Oh, okay. It's just hard when it comes in out as something that's also very destructive. Like mm. addiction is. Yes. Okay. So that's that's the dark so, side of it all. So part of your society yes. stays safe, and the other part 
where they can propagate and have more babies, and the other part of your society finds places that are potentially more safe and yeah. better for having babies. Well, that, I, I, yeah, I, it's like in my mind, I like to think of it like you're in a, you're all in the valley, and you're like, oh, the water's rising. And some of you go, let's get out of the valley and go to the next valley. And some of you are like, no, 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 we've got all the food here. We're going to stay just... behind. And, so, and some of you get killed and some of you don't. Whoever it is, it depends on the environment or where they go to. So it, it's good to split people up. Uh, in that, and in if that you have sense. a society that leans too far on one or the other, then eventually they're going to die. So a society that's more broad and diverse, diverse mm. is going to survive longer. Yep. And propagate better. Oh, absolutely. So a thing... You guys get it. So are things like addiction, is it because we no longer have something to be impulsive and seeking about? We've got to go look for things. When you find drugs or you oh, find... That's, we've that becomes always gone for the drugs. All we've right. always <laughs> gone for the psychoactive. We've been loving on that stuff for a long time. <laughs> right. We can go back for a long time and see many, many tribes of people, groups of people who tried their native plants and shrubbery went, ooh, that one kills you. Ooh, that one changes how you see the world. It's great. And the difference being now, we expect people to have this nine to five life and the seven days a week, and you have to be there with your children. And, you know, we have all of these structures that make that whole running off into a cave on a vision quest not really feasible. Mm-hmm. Not to mention we have longer lifespans, so the long-term effects of these nasty things really come to show. So yeah, normally you'd be eaten uh. by a saber-toothed tiger way before you were... Oh, you, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the, the long-running joke, women lived to the ripe old age of died in childbirth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. As long as you can replace yourself, I guess. That's the whole point. You can, it, well, exactly. Yeah. And so it, it, society has changed. Mm. People's desire to go after the psychoactive has not so much. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, so, and adding things like the internet and that sort of stuff now makes it even more difficult because it's a tool that can be used and it is a great amazing world changing tool. tool and and in fact one of the greatest inventions of, of human history but it but if it's also addictive, that could be very dangerous. If we Absolutely. have to, if we have to withdraw from it, if it's there all the time, then we don't have to worry. It's it's like yeah, it's like Freud and his cocaine. It doesn't matter, right? As long as you don't have to, as long as you're not missing work. Because there are people, and you can see, you know, internet addiction is very interesting. Now, it's not directly my specialty. My specialty is psychoactive substances, um, to to be broad and plain. Um, But it's interesting because I was kind of meh on the fence about that internet addiction idea until about 10 years ago when there was this huge streak of individuals, and I, I believe it was in China, who were sitting in internet cafes playing games until they literally died. Hmm. I heard about one in, one in Korea. I'd heard about playing um, a, Starcraft. I thought it was an I thought it was an MMO of some sort, but I I, I can't remember what it was called. A, uh, yeah, it doesn't make Aeon. Aeon, I think it was. A, it, uh, yeah. it doesn't really matter. It's not not a big one. In, in it doesn't matter what it was. But that, it's we, Pac-Man. We can call Pac-Man. that very detrimental, right? Mm. We can all agree that death by internet. It's not. That's not good. <laughs> that's, that's true. And that's the way he always wanted to go. Do some other things. Yeah, I'd that's say awesome. that's one way to go. <laughs> It's, it's just dehydrating deal. I got to level eighty. I don't point out all the MMO players just went level eighty. Soft, <laughs> nothing. Soft. Level hundred comes out. Right, Come yeah. on now. It's like, it's, anyway, it's just like, it's like mm. but have you done all the raids? and got all the legendary weapons? No, I don't think you have. No. I've got a mount, and I got her because I don't play World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! 
Mm. I've had a lot class. of trouble when she listens together. back to this. That's that some. Um, wow, that's some. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hope you're not addicted to that relationship. <laughs> All I have to say. Withdrawal uh, times. Okay, so. So you think it's a real thing? You think that's actually an, an, honest, an honest addiction, like a, or a real addiction, like a, whatever that means? I'm definitely coming into the viewpoint that yes, yes, it can be, and yes, it, it can become detrimental and alter brain pathways. I'm not quite sure if it taps into the same brain regions as psychoactive addiction, so I'm not sure if internet addiction is a dopaminergic pathway. All big words there. Dopamine. You hear dopamine. Mm, yes. You know, it gets dropped in normal society. There's there's a couple of different brain chemicals that play the major roles in addiction. I say, again, we use these very wishy-washy words mm. because of confidence intervals and nothing's 100%, but it, it plays a major role, dopamine does. And the do- dopamine works in different pathways through the brain. And the one that addiction focuses on is this pathway called dopaminergic. And if you put your hand kind of like on the side of your head, right above your temples, and then trace it above your ear and down to the back of your head, that's roughly the pathway of the dopaminergic pathway. All right. And so when you take these psychoactive substances, that happy, good, I get addicted to it feeling is dopamine. Mm. That's the release of dopamine in your brain. And so the more that your brain releases dopamine, the more that pathway gets worn down right? and worn down and used and used and used to the point where suddenly if you stop doing it, it doesn't function properly and your brain doesn't function properly without that extra strike of oh. dopamine. So That's addiction. So basically, it's, you've had such a high amount of it going through that when there's a low amount, the brain just goes, no, that's not, that's not enough. That's, yeah, that's not on. You're going to get depressed. You're going to yeah. crash. You're going to have all of these kinds of issues. And that's why there's that low. Mm. Okay. It's that dopaminergic pathway going, wait, wait, where's, where's the good stuff? And, of course, the more you use, just think of like a road. The more you walk along the road and you dig the road down, the more pavement you're going to need to fill it back up. Mm. You're right. And that's the same. You need more substance then to get it back to a normal level. Now, normal for everybody is different. And I get asked all the time, well, what's the normal level of dopamine? Mm. I don't know. depends on your brain. Mm. Hence, mm. some people more apt than others as well. If you've got a low dopamine brain to begin with, spiking the dopamine is going to feel very uncomfortable. Mm. It's not going to be a pleasant use feeling. You're not going to like it. You're not going to want to do it. Mm. Mm. If you've got a very dopamine-reliant brain and you can give it an extra boost, it's like being somebody who drinks a cup of coffee every morning and then suddenly in the afternoon you have an energy drink. You're like, yeah. <laughs> you give an energy drink to somebody like me, who's a very low caffeine drinker to begin with, mm. and I am an absolutely demonic chipmunk. I am <laughs> off my nuts that's, on the things. That's scary. I am. Um... Oh, horrible. <laughs> I once knew um, a person who was a heroin, oh, used heroin, I, I guess was an addict. I don't know, but I know. More you, than likely if you're uh, talking about heroin. Yeah, yes. I, I knew it. So I knew a heroin user. And that person pointed out to me when I, I was interested, what's it like? You know, it was experience. I, wanted to, I didn't want to use it, but I wanted to know. And that person mm-hmm. said to me, the, the scary part is it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, went, well, why, is, why is that scary? And then that person told me because everything else goes grey afterwards. Uh, yeah. And so you can only get it from a needle. And I went, that sounds terrifying. That, that, That's addiction. Yeah, yeah. I'm that, sold. <laughs> and that, and that, <laughs> was, 
And that was really interesting. And that was strange enough. That person could not have said, and because they, they weren't trying to give me heroin, I, I was talking to them about it, and yep. and I never heard anyone say enough that made me go, "I'm staying far away from something." Something that's going to, if I can only get happiness from a needle, I just went, <laughs> yeah. oh, "I'm good, I'm good, thanks." Yeah, uh, heroin is—it's questionable now, but I, I'll say is the most addictive substance known to mankind. Oh my goodness! Right, because of that one. It's natural in that the body has receptors for opiates already, mm. just like cannabis. The two receptors we have in our brain are cannabinoid and opiate receptors. So why? 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 <laughs> Evolution is amazing. Why would we have these things? We'll have to talk about, that, seems, that seems really odd. That's, was that proof of God? Have we finally well, found it? <laughs> yeah, no, Kate, in a pot plant. Um, <laughs> Yay! Now, the opiate receptors are because dopamine partially uses them as well, so they make more sense than the cannabinoid receptors, which actually seem to just kind of be relics to we don't know what. We, we, don't, we don't know what. I just it's this image of a gibbon to smoke and pot going, yep, it's what, it's what we do. Well, you know, who's to say they weren't munching all the buds? Don't eat cannabis, by the way. It's not psychoactive if you eat it just raw. That's right. Anyway, we'll, give, we'll, we'll get don't Dr. Perriman back to prepare cannabis in a later Wait, interview. Is that, yeah, don't people bake it into brownies or something? Yeah, absolutely. And what, that doesn't work? or Yes. But you have to do a preparation before you you bake it. You can't just put the raw buds into the. Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna explain how to do this. It's not what we're doing. So, what are the measurements? No. <laughs> Well, no, no. (laughs) Getting baked with Dr. Perrin. (laughs) Smart enough to better. Getting baked with Dr. Perrin. Great. That should be a podcast. Smart enough to go to Supermax for five to ten. That's great. (laughs) No, thank you. Uh, The we are not endorsing addiction, people. We are not endorsing addiction. But if you're going to try something, (laughs) no, we. I never inhaled or saw it in the room. I don't know what it smells like. It was sage. It's a yes. <laughs> okay. Wow. So we'll, we'll get we'll get back to cannabis a bit later, I think. But um, so heroin's ridiculously addictive. Absolutely. That's uh, that's that's awful. Yeah, it's pretty scary stuff. Well, morphine. You think about it. We take Vicodin and thing, and Vicodin is a, an amazingly addictive prescription substance because it is an opiate and heroin base. Mm, right. So ad- once you are addicted. Is yes. there any so we, we we've we worked at some people get more addicted than others. We've worked out you know, there are psychological and there are physiological addictions. Now that you are addicted and you're like, oh, it's ruining my life. Unlike, <laughs> unlike, unlike Dan, you've you've admitted you've got a problem, and uh, <laughs> and and, uh, and now you want to fix it. Is it possible to get rid of an addiction? Yes. Oh, good. Phew. <laughs> but yes, very very difficult. Very difficult. But that also depends on which substance you are addicted to. Some addictions are much harder to kick than others. Mm, mm. Some some people can just go, well, I'm done, and walk away. Right. And they, was, they were still can, addicted. That's still considered an addiction. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. They were addicted. They had just this force of will, and they were done. Mm. Some people can absolutely have the desire to kick the addiction, the willpower to kick the addiction, and not the biological ability to kick the addiction. Oh, wow. And end up almost against their own will, cycling through addiction and treatment over and over and over again. Right. I've heard a few times, actually, with alcohol addiction. It's horrible. And and people say, 
once you're an alcohol addict, you're always an alcohol addict. You never, Ugh. you never get over it. Like it's a whole never have Incorrect. another drink, never have another drink because that you'll be flat out, you know, on the off the wagon in seconds. So that's yeah. the AA approach to ah, things. Ah, right. Okay. They're yeah. not completely accurate. I could rant about AA. Please no, do. Of, oh, rant about <laughs> AA. Okay. Well, first off, it does actually really help some people. Mm. I'll say mm. that. But it's not AA itself that's doing the helping. It's a completely different factor that AA really doesn't want to admit to. So, so AA is Alcoholics Anonymous? Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay. Now there's, it's not an automotive association. There's, <laughs> yeah, there, there's all kinds of them. For alcoholics, there's individuals who are substance users. There's, there's support groups for children of alcoholics. So they, mm. do, no, they do good. They mm. do a lot of good. They have an interesting system. It's called a 12-step program. They have a sponsor. The difficulty I personally have with AA is they also say, and you must believe in God, and you are powerless, and you must dig up your entire past and find people who you might have hurt in the past and have moved on past you. You must dig this back up and mm. go speak to them until you are satisfied, even though that person, the best thing for them might not be digging this up mm. and talking about it again. Sounds like more like the 12 scab yeah, program. Exactly. It's, it's like <laughs> Just pick at those for 12 times. Not good. <laughs> yes, precisely. That's AA in a very tainted nutshell. But the problem is, is that a lot of research has shown is one of the best things that helps with addiction is just positive social support. Positive meaning it's a group of people who are supportive and good. Not supportive in let's do bad stuff together, supportive <laughs> in hey, let's let's do good stuff. So what is AA? It's just a social group. Oh, okay. So it's So a, if you want the same effect as AA, join a basketball team. Oh really? Monkeys so, love social groups. So even even if it's not related to your alcoholism or your substance abuse, it's still so you, you they don't have to know about it particularly. It's just go get involved in, in a positive community kind of thing, and that will help. Yes, like oh. my competitive yeah. drinking group. Yeah, from last podcast. Yeah, no, wait, that doesn't quite meet <laughs> no. the definition. Okay. Uh, not positive uh, and good. Okay, so okay, they don't need to. They don't need to know that you have a problem and all your ins and outs. You're just there having a positive monkey experience with other positive monkeys. Yes. Right. Well, apes. Sorry. Apes. Apes, yeah. apes. apes. Greater apes. Yeah, greater apes. Not necessarily the greatest apes, but greater apes. <laughs> Honestly, I think bonobos have it better. <laughs> That's a story for another time. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, minus the emphasize, but anyhow. But really? That's wow. I did really. That's I, I thought bonobos had no had no terrible things. And oh, no, now I really want to oh, be a they bonobo. Do, they do. They, oh, do we really want to get into? No, no. This is a whole thing for another time. That's okay. Hey, those who don't know, bonobos like to have lots of sex. That's their thing. They seem to. That's the. It's yeah, the social. Do. It's. I always hate using this expression. It's the social glue that keeps their society together. That's my bonobo face. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to addiction. Which well, can sex be an addiction? That's a question. Sex addiction. That's is that a thing? Is that a real thing? You always hear about idiot sports people going, "I'm sorry, I got caught with a prostitute. I have a sex addiction." And you always go, whatever, "Whatever, idiot." So you don't believe it's a real thing? Well, it can be theoretically. It can be. Mm. I don't think the people who claim it <laughs> sure. All right. actually understand what addiction is. But there are. I mean, there are. Individuals, predominantly male from my reading. So I'm not, I'm going to say men, but I'm not meaning it's always male. Not all men. Oh, wait. Hang not on. all men. <laughs> not always men. Sorry. Who <clears throat> will spend their entire.
entire disposable income on prostitutes to the point where they'll stop paying rent, not pay for their children. They spend five bucks a month on prostitutes? Holy hell! (laughs) Hope she's good. Has all her teeth. Uh, uh. Oh, no, you don't want one with all the teeth. No, stop! Yeah, exactly. There you go. I'm sorry I I started the joke, (laughs) then you took it to bad places. I can keep going. No, you and Dan. Are, well, that's what she said. No, So technically speaking, sex addiction can be can be a thing. Okay. It can be a thing. I think though it's a it's a bit of a societal woo whammy word right now. Okay. Clickbait headline. And so once all that ends and we can really start looking at it in a systematic scientific fashion, we'll have more more answers about how real it actually is mm, mm. but i mean it is dopamine dopamine is released during sex so it is completely plausible mm. we were talking about positive steps being in a positive social group to get mm-hmm. through an addiction is is that it is that the only I mean, by the way we're not giving advice if you have an addiction please go and have it dealt with by a professional oh, absolutely we're not please giving advice here <laughs> i'll have a crack <laughs> <laughs> Woo! No, 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 no. I reckon just put lock yourself in a cupboard with the thing you're addicted to and just knock yourself out until you don't want it anymore. Right? Parents say it all the time. I'm going to lock you in a closet with a pack of cigarettes. I'm like, that is a great way to make a smoker. That's a, yeah, it seems it seemed odd to me. Have fun with that. That's right. Um, Greg, you've been caught masturbating on the internet again. Get into your room and masturbate until you can't Woo, possibly. That's right. Keep going until you're dehydrated. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, but no boats. All right. We're getting, so addiction. <laughs> it's an, a serious topic, damn it. Uh, so it pe- is. People with, people with a problem, uh, people who yep. say so social groups are good. What else? What else can we do? This is where it gets fun because some individuals need to be removed completely from their social group and region in which oh. they live in order to get over the addiction. Some don't. So the main thing that I tell people is if you go into treatment and you try the first type of treatment and it doesn't work for you, that just means that treatment wasn't right for you. Go try a different one. Right. Go try a different one. Go try a different one. But certainly don't cycle through the same style of treatment. Contrary to popular belief, there are lots of different types, lots of different types of treatment. And the main thing is that if you do need to get over an addiction, even though you don't need to tell the social group what's going on in order to help have them help you get over it, Mm. it's important to have people that you can talk to about it who are supportive, not judgmental. And that goes for families of people who have family member with an addiction. Folks think that they have control over it, and so family members will blame the person for a relapse. And the reality is this is a strong biological mechanism. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily have full control. Some control, yes. Mm. Full control, no. And it's it's a question of, is the addiction stronger than willpower? You can't blame. You have to support and guide. I've been told once, once again, different people I know who have had problems and the, the adage, you can trust the person, but you can't trust a drug. So, That's right. And you may love them very dearly, yes. but sometimes it's not them who's who's taking things or doing things to you. It's, it's, the, it's the thing they're addicted to. So. Now, that doesn't mean give them everything. That's no. called enabling. Enabling <laughs> is very naughty. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's difficult to be that outsider setting up the boundaries. Hmm. But you do need to set up boundaries with compassion and boundaries with structure, not boundaries that are a punishment and come from a place of distrust. Let's say I was addicted to heroin. Can you just mm-hmm. do the train spotting thing, the movie train spotting, and just put me in a room, <laughs> and lock me in there for two weeks? No! 
and then say, no more heroin for you. An anti-grav, well, baby. With, yeah. Okay, with some substances, yes. Like cocaine, you probably could. Okay. Cocaine doesn't have a very potent withdrawal phase. Mm. And so I don't think there's ever really been a person killed by cocaine withdrawal. Oh, you can Eventually die from it. Use. Oh. Uh, but you can die from alcohol withdrawal. Oh, you my can goodness. die from heroin withdrawal. You can die oh. from methamphetamine withdrawal and ketamine withdrawal. Oh, yeah. Alcohol withdrawal, oh. it's called delirium tremens. Oh, right. And alcohol withdrawal can actually kill the alcoholic. But they thought that was what happened with Amy Winehouse. But yeah, it turns absolutely. out that wasn't the case. No, that's what the family's trying to say. No, 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 she's clean. No, as it turns out, she just took way too much. Clean wasn't working so well. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. So if somebody is addicted to a substance, please get medical help for at least first four days. Right. 96 hours tends to be the brunt of it when the really nasty stuff is going to happen. And so personally, and a lot of clinicians I know, we suggest a medical detox before you start treatment. Right. Wow. Be medically supervised for the first four to five days. Some people do a week. Some people do two weeks. Extreme cases of alcoholism, you need two weeks. Wow. Because of severe cirrhosis of the liver, because oh of the, the odds of DTs and seizures and all kinds seizures. of issues. That's right. Oh, absolutely. Can you, wouldn't, wouldn't it be just best to put someone in like an induced coma and just let their body work it out while they're not sort of that, home? That is being experimented on oh, right. right now. God, I'm Problem is, is consent. Sorry. <laughs> so they're knocking people out and just sending them under. <laughs> so. what, bam. But no, that is being experimented <laughs> okay. on right now. If you put somebody into an induced coma, they don't have as much discomfort and you're not going to have the, this is so horrible, I just want to go back to it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it is being experimented on. There have been a couple of papers that have come out and shown really good success. Mm. It's the issue of consent because a, the research, the big research, the in my opinion, best research on this comes out of Israel. And the individuals who were put into the coma didn't consent to it. Oh, goodness. They were brought in after an overdose. Right. And put through forced detox. Oh, wow. And those are typically the individuals that you get that you have access to to try these kind of studies on. Mm. So how do you get consent? Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's, you know, it's that, an ethic issue, not a medical issue at this it, point. It is. Even if oh. they're court-referred or something like that, if you, if you don't have consent, can you do it? But from those, unfortunately, non-consenting individuals, amazing findings, great findings, and I'm hoping a lot more research is done on that because if we can put somebody into a medically induced coma that's that's low to no risk. Yes, yeah. At least less risk than the DTs. Yes, but so if you're going to die from taking the drug or die from the withdrawal, potentially, then the, the yes. chance of death or it may be worth, you know, in that case, you're going to die anyway. So, yes. I guess. Give it a go. Yeah. It's not like Uncle Jim who drinks too much every night sort of thing. It's it's like we're talking no. absolute serious. Sort of I stuff. had a client. This is going quite a few years ago. So just a, People always go, so what are your credentials on this? Mm. I've been working in mental health and drug and hall rehabilitation for 18 years now. Mm. Right. So I can say I have a client who, and it's like, in which state, in which decade? Mm. Um, <laughs> but I had a, a client who, and this was a, a really unfortunate case. She was in her 60s and had drank with a fifth, a fifth of vodka a day. Oh, my goodness. For 40 years. How much is that? Is that oh, goodness. Half? Two and a half gallons a week is what she was. Okay, now what's that? That's, that's uh, a, a gallon is. Metric, is for it? God's sake. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, hold on. Let me put that in liters. 
gallon, isn't it? A, a gallon's four liters, isn't it? Is it? Uh, yes. Yes. So forty something liters a week. Oh uh, no! Wait, what? That that's impossible. You can't. That's like that's like four that's bottles five a li- day. That's five liters. Yes. F- five bottles of. Yeah, wow. That's what? um. <laughs> but. <laughs> I can't eat... <laughs> yeah, let that process. What? Yeah. But oh, that's yeah. like a quarter of a bottle an hour. Yes. All day. Yes. No time for sleeping. No. Nope. No time for breathing. <laughs> no, nothing to mix it with. Mm, God. Oh, that'd make it a little bit easier, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no mixer. It's, yeah, but... yeah, it's the orange juice that gets you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, it's, damn it, that hydration through orange juice messes it all up. But on the sad part, oh. she had such severe hepatitis, and because oh. hepa- one type of hepatitis comes from cirrhosis, mm. and such severe cirrhosis of the liver that she had weeks at best to live, and said, basically, I want to try to live those last couple of weeks without drinking Oof. and made it six days until a DT killed her. Oh, my goodness. But she was sober. And I was thinking, why? Why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? Why are you doing this? Can I I'll t- tell you a story? It's not that terrifying, but it's it shows you a power of addiction. My grandmother died from lung cancer many years ago. Oof. And... So, and that's from smoking. That was from, she was a, a heavy smoker. And so they gave her lung cancer. Well, she got lung cancer from it. And the doctor was like, well, yep. Yeah. And she was, well, it's too late to stop now. And so she, just, <laughs> she didn't bother because she was like, well, it's killed me. Yeah. And then yeah. this is a woman who was so addicted. I love it to bits, but you go, you're crazy. Uh, she's lying in hospital dying. So you, know, you can't leave, never will leave the hospital again. And she's bribing orderlies, like five bucks, go, <laughs> get, me a pa- go get me a pack of cigarettes. No, 20 bucks, go get me a pack of cigarettes. Pack no. cigarettes. 50 bucks, get me, you can keep the change. In the end, it was always someone who would buy. So the doctors kept finding packs of cigarettes hidden under a mattress. Ah. And she, as you pointed out, I mean, it's not good to have oxygen and burning, fiery things, but yeah, boom. she was just, but that woman was like, no, nah, there's no point stopping now because I've got a tumor that's big as your head. So, you know. But in a sense, you know, if, if yeah. you're going to go out, go out how you want to, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I, that's when I went, oh, as a child, I went, I think that's addiction. So, yeah, that's hmm. bad. <laughs> That's bad. No, I would say on her front, um, usually I say go out how you want, but on her, she could have blown up half the hospital. She could have. She really could have. Yes. No, yes, she could. Don't go out that way. No, no, don't take everyone else with you unless you're a Viking yeah. and you want them to be the it shield was... maidens in Valhalla. Valhalla. Yeah, that's it. Right. But she wasn't. She was Irish. So, yeah, no. Uh, no. It. No, and died of smoking. Yeah. Come on, girl. She had it all wrong. She did. She really did. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's terrifying. It's like so even coming down from these drugs or coming coming clean is hard. And then you and then it can relapse. And then yes, you can, absolutely. You can fall back off the wagon in, in very easily. Yes. Ugh. Oh, absolutely. Addiction is terrifying. Uh. Terrifying. But like I said, there are some people who kick it once and that's it. Yeah. So the idea that once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic, no. Mm. Now, you said that some people, like, they've got the willpower and such, but they don't have the biological ability to get rid of it. How do you address that? It's hard because they they want and they have all the reasons to Mm. not be doing this anymore. And a beautiful life, a young daughter. I mean, there's so many stories I've heard. And at this point... Time is just the the best thing that that we can say. It's time, and those are the individuals that you really do have to remove from their environment. Mm. 
Oh, okay. Right. So you can't just give him a pill? Like, there's not something that could deaden it or something? No, not yet. We're working on it. Again, this is something that's under trials. I guess um, I guess right if you're now, taking something that increases your dopamine, if you give them a pill which increases their dopamine, you're really just addicting them to something else. Exactly. And that's, <laughs> ah. this is a huge controversy right now because the treatment for heroin addiction is something called methadone. Do you know what methadone is? I, I always just knew it was a thing you gave to heroin people. and I was just It's seen- heroin. I just, I it's heroin. heroin. Is it really? It's artificial <laughs> heroin. Oh. <laughs> so we just substituted an illegal substance oh, with the legal, bio, right. illegal chemistry oh. synthesis of the same substance. That's interesting because I always visualized a syringe full of Gatorade. <laughs> That's how I visualized <laughs> methadone. So we're getting you off heroin by giving you legal, regulated, not heroin, heroin. Heroin we can charge you for. Oh, hang, hang on, on hang, something's just coming back to me. I, I discovered recently that there's some research going into, I think, muscle relaxants are actually, like, just normal muscle relaxants that you yep. take are removing the addiction from some... Some people are just like, oh, it's really easy to give up cigarettes now after having that muscle is- relaxant. Crazy, 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 crazy new, and I'm really not convinced. Okay. Okay. So hopefully, hopefully it's real. I'm happy to change my mind. <laughs> yes. Okay, happy be... to ch- I will take anything that works. Now, some individuals, stomach pumping, oh. give them the charcoal punch, and suddenly they're like, oh, I'm cleansed. And those are the people that I say are the ones who could have kicked it anyway they oh, just okay. needed that extra incentive i don't want to get my stomach pumped again <laughs> please don't stick a tube down my <laughs> neck something more horrible i thought this, this individual hmm. swear by hypnosis uh, <laughs> hypnosis is weird it is so weird because i read some research where i go maybe kind of sort of that might be a thing for some people who kind of maybe have that like spiritual region in their brain but for people maybe but not so it's bullshit <laughs> but it's not i don't i'm so I mean, ah. that's confusing <laughs> yeah hypnosis is bizarre and not researched properly and nebulous mm. and there's people who swear that they went and got hypnosis and suddenly they're not addicted anymore and those are the people that i look at and go you could have kicked it on your own you needed somebody else to give you permission that, to that, do that, it. that gives like this this notion that we've got willpower and it's not all we're not just sort of moist robots with exactly. machines going in our heads yeah sometimes you do need like an external thing just yeah. to flip okay. that switch in your head, yeah, yeah, you yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. I actually know a person who swears by the hip, her smoking hypnosis, um, but I, I must, I exactly what you just said then. She's down to no, three packs a day, so no, great, yeah, down, but that person, I always thought you, you could probably break that, but I'm not a doctor and I'm, I'm not an expert on this at all. But I always went, I know you, you could, you could kick that habit, you can't will yourself to have. More willpower. No, no. Yeah. No, you can't. But it's this whole it's this whole notion that somebody who has a credential told me I could do it, therefore yeah. I can do it. It's it's yeah. extrinsic motivation well, it's and like, extrinsic self-assurance from a person in a position of authority. Well, it's like the whole doctor's painkillers. Placebo, yes. yeah. And if a doctor, if a person in a white coat goes, take this pill, you'll go, oh, my pain will go yeah. away. And it's, not, yeah, and it's it not just in your head. It's an actual effect yeah. that we have yeah. by yeah. hearing yeah. this information. Yeah, so. yeah. So yeah. people Placebo. say hypnosis yeah. works, mm. it's like, well, yeah, but not why you think it yeah. does, and not for most people. Mm. Like ninety-five percent of people go <laughs> hypnosis. I'm not a chicken. 
That's right. Yeah, I said, no. I'll never no. be a chicken. That's right. I love, I, I got invited to a hypnosis show a couple of years ago from somebody who's like, oh, you study psychology. You need you to see this guy. And I, I'm sitting there going, oh, cold reading is amazing. Mm. Yeah. Mentalist. Yeah, whatever. He puts me up on stage and, and he does this whole, which is a mistake, first off. When somebody goes, no, I don't want to go upstage. Mm. No, come on, come on, come on. Mm. Mistake. Mistake. As a performer, bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly bad. right. Yeah. And he does this whole, you're going backwards, you're going backwards, you're going backwards. And he said, now I want you to stand up. And I just looked at him and said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, show over. Okay, the, bye. Someone tried, to, someone tried to hypnotize me to be a chicken once, and I really balked. Ah, uh, uh, put those egg on their face. I'm done. I'm done. Hey! You've done your funny. Okay, I do want to move on because, because there's something else. You are also an expert on cannabis, uh, which yes. is I, it's just something I wanted to say aloud on this podcast. <laughs> I am a pod expert. Uh, expert. Now, the things people I've heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, people say that. It's much safer to smoke cannabis than cigarettes because you don't get all the nasty, bad chemical stuff. But also, you can't actually get addicted to cannabis. No! It's, it's, that's a, that's a, a big lie from Big Pharma. No, you can get addicted to cannabis, and roughly 9 to 12% of people do get addicted. Now, okay. here's where I'll say cannabis is a lot better than any other illicit substance you can engage in, including alcohol. Right. Much better. No, because I'm, ca- I'm a casual user of uh, crocodile. So is cannabis even better than that? <laughs> What's yeah, crocodile? You need to kick that, kick it back to Russia. Crocodile, not good. Oh. What's, What's crocodile? Oh, I never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, have you not heard? It's I a, thought you'd heard of crocodile uh, in Russia. Crocodile. The... It looks like it's a very spun out derivative of meth. So it's a, a completely oh. manufactured <laughs> substance, and they call it crocodile because the individuals who habitually use it start developing literally scales on their skin. What? And then their skin starts to liquefy. What? <laughs> Oh God! So basically, you become you become Killer Croc from Batman. That's the no yeah. Killer Croc from Batman has, has an, is a, effective at moving and fighting. Right. These people become his victims. Oh, yeah. oh. oh, and it does. It just eats them. They get these massive lesions and sores, and it almost looks oh. like a flesh-eating bacteria. Why would you bring so this bad. up, Dad? <laughs> it's like, oh, hey man, I can stop any time I want I to. Like I just batted crocodile, and she caught it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so back to the cannabis, the nice, friendly cannabis. Yeah, it's a friendly yeah. substance. Now, I was going to say, you, you're not like a, a part owner in like a cannabis farm or legal. No, legal. I, okay. I, I just, just no. wanted to get that. No. Would she also, say yes? Well, I'm legal. Queensland. A medicinal cannabis. She, she sounds I, American. Maybe it's an Amer- Californian thing. Well, funny enough, it, it is. But no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not paid by cannabis pharma. <laughs> I'm not a slave to big pharma. Okay, I don't, good. I'm not even currently was in the past. I can I can say that wasn't that's not currently a user of any substances at all. My teenage years were phenomenal. <laughs> you sound very proud. <laughs> I am. Oh, I am. So I live. Yes, yeah, that's what is it. Yeah. Mm. So, I... but cannabis <laughs> cannabis is intriguing. Now, is it better for you than cigarettes? Mm. Saying that is like saying I want a wall painted blue. What color blue? What type of cannabis are we talking about? Are we talking oh, okay. about hydroponic? Are we talking about chronic? Are we talking about skunk? Are we cutting our cannabis with something else? Right. I don't know what no, she's no, saying. I know what hydroponic means. Everything else was like. Like I know all the different strains of crocodile. I have, I have not watched. Do not 
smoke hydroponic pot. I have do not, not smoke hydroponic oh, there you pot. Go. Not oh. smoke hydroponic oh, pot. Why is Can I that? say it like thirty more times? The fertilizers and chemicals they use to grow it. Now I'm not some hippie anti big agro. Here's where you ready for the Haiti mail? I support Monsanto. <laughs> yes. I'm pro GMO, my friends. No, I yeah. use Roundup. Yeah. Um, no, but so, GMOs are fine. It's, it's, people are mad. But anyway, yeah, people are weird. We would have but, been wiped out if it wasn't for genetically it, it, modification it, it of crops. It absolutely would have been. People forget about the 70s and the green revolution of the 70s, which we wouldn't be able to feed the people on the planet we have now. It annoys me. People go, oh, we have to. You're, you're idiots. Shut up. We'd be eating yeah. tiny yellow carrots that yes, were the length off. of a little yeah. finger. I hate them. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, just, I, I'm also, I'm not saying that Monsanto is perfect in everything they do, but I'm also saying GMOs aren't Franken foods. I hate that. No, they are uh, not. I'm, I'm punching the air and Chicken things. <laughs> I could I research GMO quite frequently as an outsider. So mm. if you ever want to have a good GMO conversation, I go to protest a lot. But anyhow, with, <laughs> with the hydroponic pot, the way that it's grown, it one, it alters the strain, and two, residue is left on the buds. So you do get some nasty chemical blends because of what they have to do to get it to grow hydroponic. Now hydroponic is different than just indoor grows okay right so that's a different thing so when you see those houses where they're like the floor was covered in all these trees with these uv that's not hydroponic those are just indoor grows not that i'm saying go do that this is many years ago i won't say where i went into a friend's house and was like oh hey welcome to my new house he's flat mating with other people young people as they do and i walked past the door that i was and i leant up against it and it was hot hot and the, and I, the door was really warm, a yeah. wooden door, and I was like, oh, that's really weird. And I went, hey, dude, why is this door really warm? Because why there's a fire? And like, and then, no, 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 no. And he was like, he just got this blanched, like he had this funny look on his face. And I was an idiot. I had no concept what was going on. And then his <laughs> flatmate, who wasn't a friend of mine, went, you need to F off out of my house now. And I was like, I don't know what I've done. done. Because I was an innocent, innocent child man uh, in my early 20s. I had no concept. And then later on, I worked it out and went, holy crap. (laughs) I didn't work it out. I got told they were growing pot in there. It's like, so yes. yes. But if they hadn't, if they just said, as my friend had just gone, oh, let's go have a drink. I want to go and cool. It's because the other guy all got like weird and twitchy. Like I was. Yeah, well, of course he did. Yeah, because he's, you know, I'm like, please show me in your magic. Room. Yeah. He could have just said, I have a tanning bed in there. Yeah, and I would have gone. A million excuses you can use. That's right. Yeah, for some reason he was really paranoid. I don't know where that came from. Fancy that. Fancy that. I'm not trying to promote cannabis, but I'd heard, and maybe I'm wrong again, that hydroponic cannabis is stronger than normally inverted commas grow that again is like painting the wall blue there's different strains that have been cross modified that are much more potent than hydroponic right okay but then there's other strains and now here's the other thing about cannabis is when we talk about stronger if they say oh it's stronger they're usually going to say it's either higher thc or higher cbd there's cbd cbd2 thc thc2 and that's four of potentially 43 to slow 60s number of psychoactive substances wow. in cannabis so it's a very complex and you effect. can make rope out of it too which is good absolutely well that's hemp i wouldn't smoke <laughs> the stuff that you make rope out of sure got it yeah certainly not the rope i buy no, no. <laughs> yeah no because that's the stocks don't ever don't don't smoke the stocks man that's not good just like don't chew the leaves and think it's going to do something that's nasty no well the rope i've been smoking is nylon and that is oh, that, <laughs> that gets oh, high. a whole different thing that's you right. might get more satisfaction out of metallic spray paints i'm just saying there you go well that's <laughs> what i mean 
<laughs> not advocating. That's why I moved back to Crocodile. Anyway, wow. Huffing. Okay, no, we're not. We're not Don't huff. huff. That's actually no. the worst thing you can do is, yeah. is oh. huffing. Huffing is worse than Crocodile in, yeah. in what it does to your brain. Oh, so. Wow. Yeah, please don't do that. Don't huff my friends. So, yeah, don't huff her friends. Stop huffing her friends. <laughs> That's huff. just her, her friends don't need to be huffed. Okay, huff. we're, talking, <laughs> we're talking about there are cannabinoids. We don't know why there are cannabinoid receptors in the brain. That's just no, we don't. That's just a weird thing. We can guess, but we don't. We don't know. Wow. We don't. We don't. And so, what's what's the what's the best guess so far? Uh, the best guess is that at one point in time, because we did all essentially evolve from the same basic stuffs, mm, mm. it was some relic crossover from when obviously we were closer in evolutionary lineage to early cannabis plants. <laughs> So, so we... No, I don't mean we evolved from cannabis plants. There you heard it first. speaking. So you're saying our, common, our last common ancestor was <laughs> a, a cannabis, a cannabis plant. plant. Some people evolved from pot. No, it's when, environmentally speaking, we were more tightly connected. And so we were gaining some sort of neurotransmitter from what we ate, just like some frogs, what they eat creates the toxins and the ven- right. I don't, toxin or venom. Toxin, right? Uh, I always get that wrong. Uh, I'm a doctor and uh, yeah, other poison, stuff. Poisons, <laughs> venoms are injected into you, and a poisonous means you have something in your flesh or, well, you can in, you or on your skin. Well, but the thing is, some of them can inject poison if they eat the poison, and then they inject the poison yeah. that they've eaten. But that's, yes, that's not venom, I guess. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yes. Do they inject someone else's poison? Oh, anyway. Venom, this is where I say a I snake is venomous, a cane toad is poisonous. Okay, I'll is trust. That, you. Is that not right? Or, or, or walk of shame for me on that one? But I'm pretty certain yeah. that's, what saying, that's what they're saying. And I'm sure there must be. There's probably a snake out there that's also poisonous if you ate it. But it's not something. The venom is normally mm. ah, it comes. But, ah. but there are some creatures yeah, that yeah. they'll eat poisonous creatures right. and then they'll inject that venom into other creatures and as that's a just weapon. Not cool. It's confusing. We don't talk to them. We don't like those. They're, they're but bad this creatures. is. This is how we think we are related and why we have cannabinoid receptors is because once upon a time, perhaps we had fangs and we injected people with pot. I don't know. <laughs> well, they're just stressed out monkeys on the savannah just going, oh, jeez. Oh, so many hyenas. Friday. Oh, that's, <laughs> I, just, I just do it recreationally. Yeah, Sit yeah, back yeah. and enjoy a blunt. That's it. I, you know, only with friends. I'm a social, social smoker. <laughs> Seeing I'm we a, live in a, a 20, 20 baboon tribe, that's, I'm, I always have that's to smoke. All the time. Yes, I'm weird. just always because my social group is always it's around. Yeah, yeah. So it's not my fault. Right. You, you guys are enablers. That's right. That's it. Now, Doctor Perryman, before we finish up today, is there one thing we should have asked that we've been too stupid to ask? Or too that... stupid to ask? No, no. Actually, you brought up crocodile, which is always fun. That's always fun. <laughs> I hope they use that on on their ad campaign. Crocodile, it's always fun, Doctor Cassandra always Perryman. Fun. It's always fun. I do get asked. I mean, they don't I need to advertise. The, the drugs that you guys focused on it made it a bit more fun for me because those are my favorites. I get asked so many questions <laughs> about meth. Oh, Why yeah, meth. So fascinated oh. by meth. It's nasty. Breaking Bad. Oh, I didn't bring up meth. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, crystal meth. All right. Very quickly, what, do we, what should we know about crystal meth? Crystal meth is just a derivative of a different cooking process than meth, just like cocaine to crack. It, it's mm. same same substance, different, different manufacturing process. Nothing in meth is derived from a plant, which always cracks me up when you see hippie meth heads. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> I'm like, Huh, probably considered a GMO. Just saying. <laughs> yes. Just saying. 
it does have, and when people go, oh, did you know that the things that are in math are the same things that are used to treat people after they die? But that's true. Oh. Formaldehyde. Oh, oh. oh yuck. Okay. Yeah, not good. Not good. So. Not good. And the high does feel allegedly, I'll put the allegedly in there, yeah, like enough. if you took way too many upper cold tabs. Who wants to feel like that? Spacey and jittery. Oh, I feel like that without me. But I do, yeah, I do remember. I do remember that in the end you'll end up with a cool hat. Uh, That's and, it. And, and yeah, people will say your name. Spoilers. Spoilers. For oh, <laughs> <laughs> Breaking Bad. You get, you get I still haven't got to the end of my meth addiction yet. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't oh, want to. That is your meth addiction. That is the closest you ever want to get to meth addiction. Fair enough. Though the fun of no. the fun of selling it, not the fun of taking it. I will go back to and say with the cannabis, the cannabis addiction and people saying it's not addictive. Yes, it is addictive. The pathway to addiction, though, is much more difficult than the pathway to addiction with other substances. With things like cocaine, heroin and meth, one use can lead to addiction. Oh, well. Wow. With pot, no. There is no, no individual who smokes it once and gets addictive. Okay. It takes long, habitual use to get addictive. It's a slow breaking down of that dopaminergic pathway. So, so so don't believe Reefer Madness the play. No, don't. Okay. That's exactly but go see not, Reefer Madness the play. Go see it's this hilarious. Play. Go see the Riff Tracks one. Go see the Riff Tracks version of Reefer Madness. <laughs> so, you know, when and then to the other thing I'm constantly finding and some people go, "Oh, you know, 90% of people who used heroin used pot." Yeah, cuz pot was easier to get when they started. Mm, mm. And you know what? I'm pretty sure we're up to at least 60% of people who've used pot in general. Mm. So it's not a gateway drug, my friends. So parents out there who have teenagers who are starting to worry, just communicate with your child. Give them something other other than pot to do if you start to get worried. And please don't be... Crocodile. Crocodile. Croc- yeah, crocodile. Let's Basketball. be serious for a moment. Baseball. Just uh, one moment painting. of seriousness. Internet. MMO. Okay. Oh, wait, different addiction. Uh, all mind. right. Cassandra's not helping. I'm the only sensible <laughs> adult on this call now. So with oh, that, I'm going to end it up. You did not say I had to be a sensible adult. True. You just said I had to be an addiction. In, wait. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, she's advertising for herself now. Dr. Cassandra Perryman is an addiction, one we might come back to later. Dr. Perryman, thank you very much. My pleasure. It's always great to talk to you guys. Thank you again to Cassandra Perriman and, of course, to Gregoire, who's one-sixth of the way around the globe and yet still in the same country. Please feel free to follow us on Twitter, SE2KB, and Facebook, SE2KB. If you'd like, pop into iTunes and subscribe and rate and review us because we love to read the reviews. We love to find out how great you think we are. If you would like to see me live, we are doing a redux of Titanic, the movie, the play. It's going to be appearing at the Powerhouse Theatre. So do a Google search for the Brisbane Powerhouse and find out when Titanic, the movie, the play is returning to their fair plaza. And as we always like to say, Crocodile a day keeps the doctor away. The mortician will be around though. Oh. Are you ready for the hate mail? Oh, we'd love some. We'd love mail already, so it'd be great. Yeah. Because love does not actually come or go. I call it fleeting fuck sense. <laughs> wow. You, you, must, you must bring all the boys to the yard with that one. Fear sometimes. Fear. 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 You know, fear works too. I base all my relationships so, on fear. You know. That's what I. That's um, <laughs> explains a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
So we could say Dr. Cassandra Perryman, skeptic Ronan. Yeah, that works for me. She's a a masterless PhD wandering, destroying hopes and dreams. That's right. There we go. I'm a rogue who does not bow to grant funding. (laughs) That means you're poor, doesn't it? That's what you just said there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's right. (laughs) 